All right, how's everybody doing? Welcome to Friday, July 24th here. Welcome to Chicago Music Revealed. Of course, I'm Mike Jeff for Chicago Jazz Magazine, chicagojazz.com, and Chicago Music Revealed, which is what you're watching, episode 80. It is Friday, and you know what that means. That means it is Chicago Blues and Beyond here on the Chicago Music Revealed show. And uh, before I get to that, of course, I want to remind everyone that in addition to all of this other stuff, I'm also the Director of Programming and Entertainment at the soon-to-be opening Epiphany Center for the Arts, 201 South Ashland Avenue, right here in Chicago. We will be announcing a full lineup for September, October Coming up at the end of next week, tickets will start going on sale, and we're going to be talking all about our live stream stuff, too, next week. So stay tuned for all of that good stuff, and everyone stay safe, stay healthy, stay away from everyone, stay sanitized. Let's get out of this pandemic as fast as we can. Now, I'm not going to talk anymore because I want to bring everybody down. First, I want to bring on our guest host, as usual, for Friday. You know it's Friday if Dave Katzman is on the show. And of course, our very special guest, Dave, is uh, a longtime friend of yours. Little Ed is on the phone, and I've been looking forward to talking to Little Ed for a long time and catching What's up with going him. On? How are you? Hey, hey. All right. Hey, Ed. How you doing, Ed? What's going on, Dave? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, you know. Uh, we've been doing this show and having a lot of fun with it, and I'm glad to have you on this weekend. Really, uh, you know it's very cool. Very well, cool. So before be, before I let so you guys before I let you guys uh, jump in, and as I usually do, I, I always turn over the beginning of it to to Dave to jump on. But since we've got everybody's attention here right at the beginning, Ed's got an actual standby, an actual gig with a band in front of people, which is breaking news throughout the entire world these days. Because obviously, with the <laughs> pandemic, nobody has that. So he's yeah, actually well. playing a Belleville. Michigan, Belleville, Michigan, Blues Drive-In Festival tomorrow. And I think uh, what a great concept, great, what a great idea. And uh, how exciting is that, Ed, for you to be able, actually able to play with the band in front of an, a live audience again? Yeah, it, that's very exciting and very scary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never played uh, in a drive-in before and uh, with a lot of cars. I'm I'm thinking maybe the, some of the people are probably sitting on their cars too mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so that way I'll get a chance to reenact with some people, inter interact with some people. So I, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, it's going, it's just a blessing to be able to play with the blues and Imperials and, and get together and, and that energy uh, at this time in our lives. You know, I, I will tell you this, that um, I, I know a couple of production people that did something similar to this up in McHenry. Cause I was, I wasn't sure how that was. And it was like two weeks ago, they did like a drive up festival music festival. Yeah. And man, people pulled up there and they partied on top of their car and they were cheering. And some guy had like a big RV that pulled in with people and they were barbecuing and cheering. So I think you're going to have a great time. Okay. It's like a big tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a little Ed tailgate party, man. That's what's happening tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. You know, on, on that note, they're, they're, everyone's trying to be creative. Uh, Los Lobos on the 4th of July did a, a drive in and it went really well. Uh, but in Europe, I just saw an article on a band that uh, set up outside of a hotel um, that had balconies in every room. And they rented out all the rooms with balconies for four people. And uh, they played live to the side of a building. And uh, wow, cool. it's weird. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you got it's a weird world. We got to you got to figure something out to make live music happen these days. And I'm glad people are getting creative. Of course, with artists and musicians, everyone is creative to begin with. So I'm glad everybody's jumping on the creativity stream. We're going to make this work. We're going to get out of this pandemic. And soon enough, we will be able to see little Ed and the Blues Imperials performing live at a venue near you. But in that until that happens, this is a great alternative. So congratulations. I'm glad you're able to do that. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Dave, yeah, take it take it away, Dave. Well, uh, um, I'll, I'll mention that other thing later, but uh, Ed's doing a, a residency up at Hainani next month, so we'll talk about that later. Awesome. Um, yeah. Ed, how the heck yeah, are you, man? Um, hey, bud. I'm, I'm just here, man, trying to do what I do. <laughs> well, yeah, I hear you, and you, you do well, man, I tell you. Um, yeah. You know, I want to I wanna give the people out there, we got a lot of people listening, and uh, – I'm sure everyone knows who you are, but uh, just a little bit of history. Uh, let's start out with the Blues Imperials. How long have you guys been together? I mean, I remember when none of us had gray hair and we were all skinny and stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except for Pookie. Pookie's never been skinny. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. how long has this been going on, man? Uh, how long is this? About, uh, it's been over 33 years now. Wow. Dang. Yeah. 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 Well, I like it. About 34 years now, actually. Yeah, I guess I was around right in the beginning, because that's about how long I've known you, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, back, who knows where. Yeah, I don't even remember <laughs> meeting you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But I, I kind of want to get into um, your style of guitar playing and kind of the roots of that. Um, a lot of people who know you know that your uncle was J.B. Hutto, who was... Right. Uh, instrumental uh blues guitarist in chicago uh kind of the crossover from the old uh you know uh well first off he he came out of the whole maxwell street thing with robert nighthawk and those guys yeah but um it, it was it was kind of the first uh generation of electric not kind of it was the first generation of electric blues that came up from the delta and uh tell a little uh, tell people about jb huddle i mean i knew jb very well uh, you know, he drink whiskey <laughs> well, well, he he did drink for a while, but he had to stop, you know, because he had right. Uh, he had that tumor in, in his head. Uh, right. But uh, he had to stop. But anyway, I remember the days when he used to come over to the house and 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 they'd set up uh, uh, garbage cans in the backyard, and and JB would walk those garbage cans. You know, he'd walk on top <laughs> of those garbage cans, playing his guitar, and. He, and I remember that was the most exciting thing in my life to see him do that. You know, him and his How old? Oh man, I How old? was seven, eight, up to at least by twelve. Yeah, yeah, I was a young. That must have been Paul. I was a really young tot, and the thing is, we had we had a big backyard, and the lady next door had a second floor porch, really huge, and and and. My aunts would send us, send the kids up on the porch, and we'd be looking down because we wasn't allowed to mingle with the, the grown-ups, you know. Mm-hmm. So we'd get up there and, and look, and JB would be playing and walking those garbage cans, and it was like the most fantastic thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> you know? Well, I can remember. I can remember hanging out with J.B. Otto and Luther House and then Wise Fools, you know, yeah, standing yeah. at the bar with those guys and uh, that, uh, you know, I'm not 
we don't need to talk about drinking and stuff, but both those guys uh, sobered up later in their lives, and I did too, um, yeah. to a point. And, yeah. But uh, back then, those days were crazy. I mean, Mighty Joe Young and everybody in the other room, and the yes. bar was filled. JB's, Casey Bars, Wasu's Pub, and we, yeah, man. we, you know, I, I've seen, uh, I've seen Holland Wolf's there, you know, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, musicians. It was, it was a whole lot of musicians. BB Odom, BB, oh uh, yeah, uh, oh, what's yeah. the other guy? BB something. I've seen uh, him. I seen them playing together. Well, Baba Barnes. And BB something, BB Jones. Okay. Okay. BB Jones. I seen them both together. And I thought, I actually thought it was BB King in the lounge in in, in the club when I was passing by. And I looked at them, and it it took two of them to make one BB King. But (laughs) the fantastic (laughs) thing, the fantastic thing about this, you know how BB moved his mouth? And he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These guys was doing the same thing. The same thing. It was it, they was moving their mouth and twisting their lips and and one was singing and the other one was playing and it sounded just like BB King was in the room. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Back in those days, I mean, uh for people who don't know what Wise Fools was, it was a, a bar between Webster and Belden on Lincoln. And at yeah. that time in the seventies in Lincoln on Lincoln Avenue. There were probably, from Armitage to Wrightwood, there were probably 15 live music bars. Oh, and yeah. you could actually make a living just playing Lincoln Avenue. Okay. You know, and then if you went around to the suburbs, you really didn't have to leave Chicago too much, even though you wanted to. But right. uh, it, it was amazing how much music was happening and how, many, how much uh, back then the real magic happened. And Wise Fools maybe set 40 people at the most. And and the kind of music that was played there was just outstanding, and your uncle was a big part of that. You know, oh yeah, and, JB yeah. Right in there. I remember going there, seeing JB play, and he, and he, one night he slipped. Uh, he was getting ready to come off that little stage they had, and uh-huh. he slipped and he fell flat on his back. And oh. then me and Pookie, my brother, we was we was reaching for him. And he, he shook his head and all, and he laid there and he just kept playing. He never missed a note, you know. <laughs> Those were some crazy good times. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> so did you, um, like, did uh, just to keep a little bit on JB, did he kind of uh, give you early uh, mentoring and slide te- technique yeah, for your guitar? You know, he, he noticed me trying to peep in in the, Cause we, like I said, we couldn't mingle with the grown-up. We had to stay in our rooms when the grown-ups was having fun and drinking and stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, but I would go and be peeping in. The, I'd be peeping in the living room where everybody was at. So he he actually called me in there and asked me that I like what I heard. And I said, Yeah. And he said, Well, what is is it that you heard? I had no idea what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say it was music, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and he and he said, "Well, what do you like about it?" And I, I, I could see, I could see that slide shimmering in the darkness because you know the rooms were we they, we didn't have a forty watt bulb, so it wasn't a lot of light, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and he was, and I told him, "Whatever is that on your finger shimmering?" And I love it. And he took me on his wing from that. Well, there you go. So yeah. for the audience, if, if people don't know. Um, you may have heard 
Ed, but you may not know his technique. He he plays in an open tuning with a slide, and right. he's one of the one of the best around, without a doubt. And uh, you play you play an open E, right? Open D. D. Okay. O okay. Open D. Yeah. Have you ever played in standard tuning or anything else? I'm I'm fiddling, diddling. I'm not. Uh, uh, I mean, I've been playing in open so long, you know, it's kind of hurts my fingers to try to make those chords. I can do a few. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm the flip of that. I've been playing standard so long it, it confuses me to play slide and try to get the same stuff. So. <laughs> hey, I just want to I, I want to jump in a little bit because you know we're talking about your uncle and everything. I mean, I'm always curious. Oh, Ed, what what was like your first gig? I mean, be, if you're playing and your your uncle's teaching you and you're around all of this music constantly, you know, we had Kenny BDI Smith on last week and he was around and you know all you know him really well too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, he was always around that music. You were always around music, all always around some of these legendary blues guys at the time. When did you know you wanted to do this for real? And uh, what was like, do you remember your, like your first gig that you played and went, man, this I could do this forever? Well, the first time I actually played was with my uncle, JB. Oh, okay. Uh, first time, I, he came, got me and my brother one day. We had no idea. We, we had no clue. Mm -hmm. We thought we was just going ride. <laughs> he told us, he said, I'm taking you with me. He said, "Put get some some changing clothes because I'm I'm gonna take you out after that after we after you go with me." And we was like, "Okay, yeah." So we got our little changing clothes, and he actually picked the clothes. You know, we huh. I mean, we was wondering why he was getting our dress shoes out and our and our suit pants. You know, and and he told us in the van, man. And next thing we know, <laughs> we was with his drummer. Uh, uh, what was that drummer name? Uh, I, I can't remember his drummer. But I, remember I, he, I can't picture him. I can't remember his name. Yeah. That's uh, a long time ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, his drummer, we knew his drummer. Mm -hmm. And we, we said, what you doing here? He said, we're going to play, man. We're going to play. And Uncle J.B. had guitars, drums in there, and bass in there and everything. <laughs> but he had taught us he had taught us enough to to be able to play behind him because we was playing behind him at our house when he'd come over. Okay. Yeah. So he knew that we was able to do it, you know. So That's we crazy. get to this place. We get to this place called Vegetable Buddies. Vegetable in, Buddies. <laughs> yeah, in South Bend, Indiana. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Here's two kids. We going down the expressway flying. JB's flying down the expressway. We have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So we get we get to the hotel, and he gives us he gives me a room with the drummer and Pookie rooms with him. So we get ready, and we're like, we're we going out, Uncle JB. He's like, Yeah, we're going out, and he says we're gonna play tonight. So we're thinking we're going to be in this little bitty club, you know, mm -hmm. or in somebody's living room. Mm -hmm. And we walk up to this place, and this place is huge, man. The hell, <laughs> the hell about a thousand people look like oh. to me. You know, this place, it, 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 was, it was so weird.
tree trunks for tables. Wow. And they were slanted. Wow. They were slanted. All the tree trunks were slanted. So we're on this big wide stage and JB, you know, we start setting up and we're like, JB, we're gonna play here. She's like, yeah, where you think I bring you here for? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so me and Pookie scared to death. This is me and my brother. We scared to death. We shaking and Pookie plays bass. Yeah. yeah. Pookie plays bass. And we're shaking and trembling. And JB looks at us, we did our little uh, what I, I guess it was a sound check. I don't know what it was because uh, all I know, JB. You're probably shaking in your pants, man. <laughs> you probably scared to death. JB had a couple of notes, you know, and, and and then he looks over at me and he says, "You ready?" And I go, "Yeah." <laughs> 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 and he cuts out with a shuffle. Well, that was right of me and Pookie, you know, because this is what he had been teaching us. Yeah, you know, yeah. he cuts out That's with great. a shuffle. And we was right on top of it. We were so scared we couldn't do nothing but stay right on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> people was people just jumped up, started dancing, man. We were <laughs> hollering and hooping, you know. We had never seen this. You know? And then That's great. I mean, and then we, we got excited, so we really thought, man, really hard did. So JB, all of a sudden that JB learned us. He was playing in those grooves and patterns. So we know what to do. If he played a boogie woogie, we was right on it, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and after a while, me and Pookie, we looking at each other, we smiling, and we turn around, JB's gone. <laughs> we, we hear the music. He just jumped off the stage, walking these tables, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And we we looking for him because we don't know where yet. Then all of a sudden we look out in the crowd and he's out there walking these tables. <laughs> and he gets so far out that he turns around and he looks at me, you know. So he's like, I'm 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 so excited, my tongue's hanging out, you know. <laughs> JB's doing his thing, these people are hollering and hooping. And next thing I know, he looks at me and he begs for me to come. I ah. And I wondered, I had no idea why he gave, JB always had the 100 foot cord, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So this particular night, he gives me a 100 foot cord too. <laughs> but I had no idea. I'm, I'm thinking, man, why is he giving me all this cord, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looks and he begs for me. And, I, and I'm checking my head and all because I'm scared, man. I'm scared, you know. And, and he gives me that look, you know. Parents back then had a certain look. They mm -hmm. said, look at you. And you knew if you didn't do what they say do, it was something was going to get hot that night, you know. <laughs> you <woke. laughs> You know. And I walked up to the edge of the stage, man. I'm, I'm scared after death. I jumped off the stage, hit the floor, squatted, and I heard something go rip. Oh no! <laughs> and I knew it was my pants. And immediately, oh. without even thinking, I just sprung back up, man, and got right back on the stage. And the people, oh, that's good, nuts, man. The people went crazy, you know. Uh. And I don't, you know, I would never be. Able, I I never tried that again, and I never will be able to do it again. I'll tell you, and JB. 
he laughed till he cried. He was, That's so funny. You know, it was it was it was so weird. And when he got back to me, when he finally got back on stage, he walked, he bagged up and bagged behind me and looked, and he seen my pants that had ripped. <laughs> he just he just laughed till he, he just laughed till tears come out of his eyes. <laughs> you know. So how old were you, Ed? How old were you? I was, man, I think I was about 18, 17 or 18. Okay. okay. And, and, and Pook was even younger than me. I don't even know how he got us in the club. Yeah, well, things were different, guys. <laughs> and I, I remember the guy said to him, Shaby, you know them kids, you gonna bring them kids in here, just better not feed them no liquor. And you know what he fed us? Hmm. Irish coffee. <laughs> Irish, Irish coffee. It gave us Irish coffee all night. And you know what's in Irish coffee, right? <laughs> yeah, <It's>, Irish whiskey. <laughs> After a while, me and Pooh was feeling really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. That's, That's crazy, man. Man. But that was my first gig. And you know what? I'll never forget it. And I can always I'm sure myself springing back up on that stage. You know, and I don't know. I, that stage is pretty high. I don't know how high it was, but that was the that was the quickest thinking I ever did in my life. Well, you know, it's it's interesting well, too because I mean, you know, you did that, and then you must have been hooked, right? So did you you got back into? I mean, did you keep playing with with JB then, or after that, well, after that gig, or how? After that, after that, and we were going our way home, and I remember Uncle JB saying to me, "All right, we're gonna fly next week." And I said, Uncle JB, I'm not getting on no plane. <laughs> so I said, I'll go anywhere with you, but I ain't getting on no plane. <laughs> and he laughed. When did you finally get out of plane? He laughed till he cried, but he said, Boy, I ain't going to put y'all on no plane. I know you're scared to fly. When you, you'll learn sooner or later, you're going to have to fly. And he was right. Yeah. 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 So is that is that how you, so that's how you got started? Were you were you starting to play with him pretty regularly then after that? Actually, next time he's seen us again, because he went to Europe. I think he stayed over in Europe for like almost two months. Okay. And when he come back, I was playing in clubs. Yeah. He yeah. Gave, he wow. gave you that. He gave you that push, right? That motivation. Yeah. Pushed yeah. you over the edge so that you could do we it. We was playing in a club, and the people were just kind of sitting there looking at us, you know. Mm -hmm. It was one of those clubs. They, I guess, they didn't really care that much about the blues. And we was we was working our butts off. And Uncle JB coming there, and he looked around, and the people were just kind of like sitting there. And Uncle JB got on the stage and cussed the people out, told them, and just clap with these boys. They working, and the people start clapping and hollering. And <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me and he said, go get my guitar. And he ripped the place apart. <laughs> he did. People were falling out drunk, you know. <laughs> That's a great story, man. Yeah, Jamie, he was like that. Did he teach? Did he well, teach you? A, uh, let me tell you one, one more quickie, Dave, and then I'll turn it over to you. Since we're talking sure, about sure, it. man. No did, did did he? Uh, he must have taught you a ton about your stage presence too, because I, I've I've seen you play a million times. The energy flying off that stage and the and and the excitement you whip people into a frenzy. Did you learn that from JB? I mean, is that something yes, you I learned? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's where it comes. Yes, from. he did. That's where it comes from. 
And you know what? I, Everything JB did, I was watching, bro. Yeah. Because it was well, so I got, I, you know. It was, yeah. <laughs> I got to say one thing, man. I mean, I was around when JB was playing, and I was around, you know, I don't think I knew you right when you started, but pretty early on. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't know how close the two of them are in their performance. I mean, Ed really learned, he was totally mentored by JB, but also kept the thing going. And that kind of uh, house rock and music uh, is really rare in the blues. You know, uh, there's yeah. very few people that are, are really rocking it uh, in the straight style of blues. You know, there's a lot of rock and roll, or there's a lot of blues rock, but this is not blues rock. This is boogie and I'm, the guys that were doing it aren't around anymore, and Ed is kind of keeping the flame on, you know, alive, and uh, also puts on a hell of a show. I mean, you know, right? I, I don't know if he's still doing it, but uh, spent many years getting on his guitar player's shoulders, and they'd walk through the audience. Yeah, and the well, two of them, you know, them Jay, playing. He always told me to play with heart. Don't play mm. just to be playing. Play with heart. You know, and that's yeah. That's what I, I I loved about him here because he taught me he taught me how to feel the music instead of just yeah. play the music. Yeah, right. And and I yeah, well, heart. see I live in my music. I don't just get up and, and play it and say, oh yeah, it's, it's it's okay. I live in it. I live in it. I play. I sing it, and I feel it, and I tell I tell the truth with it. It's not about it's not about just making up a story and make things rhyme. It's about telling about your lifestyle mm -hmm. and what you heard and what you learned. Being genuine, being right. genuine, right? And that's that. It comes across in your music so much. I mean, I have never ever, and I I mixed you hundreds of times, and I've been around when you were playing, <laughs> and I wasn't mixing. And I've never seen an audience not react to you. And there's not a lot of players that can say that they have that kind of consistency. I mean, there's a lot of great players, and I'm, I'm not dissing anybody, but there's an energy that you get on stage, and the band does. I mean, the band's been together for so long, you guys don't even have to look at each other, and you know where you're going and the changes and everything oh, yeah. like that. I mean, you know, and, and that kind of magic, you guys are your guys. My guys know I like to improvise too, as well as play the music that we've already done. But I, I have more fun improvising. I'll just just start off something, you know, and yep. go from there. You know, I I don't have to. I don't want to be just trying to uh, play everybody else's music. I like to just jump into anything. You know, if I feel it, I'm gonna try. You know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, and that, and you know what though that that's one of those things. And I mean, Dave, you can talk to this too because I mean, you're an accomplished guitarist and and Ed. But I mean, that's so hard because you guys were both talking about this just now. Is that you know, being in the music and getting the feel of the music and having it ingrained in you. It's something you can't teach. You know, you can't say, "All right, pull out right. you know page number twelve in your guitar tablature, and this is called feel." You know, you can't. It's not there, man. So, yeah. you, know. you can say it, but if they don't feel it, yeah, ain't gonna, gonna do nothing. Yeah. But I mean, that, well, and, that, and that's the, what that's what separates the masters, right? I mean, that's the deal, right there. That's it. Well, that's who taught all of us younger guys, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, watching, you know, I mean, like his uncle and Nighthawk and uh, Otis Rush and people like that. I mean, um, Mighty Joe Young. I mean, these people, it, it was all heart. 
And, uh, you know, Ed does that, and I try to do it. You know, uh, I know every time I've played with Ed, I have a ball. We, we've jammed a few times over the years. And uh, we've always had a good time because there's a common respect in the feeling, too. And, and what Kenny was kind of talking about it last week, Ed, he was talking about the, the actual language of the stage, you know, yeah. how you turn to a drummer and say, you know, we're going to do this kind of, we're going to do a John Lee Hooker beat, or we're going to do, you know, uh, you know, whatever, uh, a slow blues, or, and then the guitar player, you know, fast change, blah, blah, the keys. It's yeah. all very quick conversation and abbreviated words, but once everybody is on the same page, it's wide open for what you're talking about, Mike, you know, the feeling. Ken and them guys played me. They know I ain't going to tell them nothing. I'm just going to jump right. into it. <laughs> Right. He didn't say to me, well, we're going to do a shuffle and we're going to do it in E. We're going we're gonna to do it at this tempo. He said, okay, let's do this. And he cut right, out, right. you know. <laughs> well, another thing about the old guys, and it, it's kind of changing because there's a lot of young guys coming up who, who need the information. But <laughs> if, if they just start out and you better find the key and you yeah. better find the change. You, you know, right. and, and I'll tell you, oh. my right hand would it's always played so lightly in those moments because I'm trying to find out where everybody's going. I'm kind of playing, but I'm not really in it yet. And then, you know, maybe second, third bar, I got it. But, you know, you got you to gotta hold it, and you better be on your toes, man. I did the same thing with Uncle JP when he was playing, and I had to, I had to feel where I was going because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, every once in a while, he turned to me and said, hey, hey, you know, or B, yeah. B, you know. But he wouldn't tell me nothing else. <laughs> so, so yeah. the first the first couple of choruses that you you looked like you knew where it was going, but you didn't yeah. sound yeah. quite yeah. like it. Oh yeah, I was bumping and feeling around. You know, our mind was screaming at us. Where are we? Where are we? And, you know? You're on stage and your body looks like you know what to do. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm giving away too many secrets, and I don't know. <laughs> well, well, you know what? It's good for people to know that because there's a lot of musicians out there will just stop playing. Yeah. Because they don't know where they at. Mm -hmm. Right. But see, they got to learn. You got to keep going. I tell I tell all the musicians that that uh, that want me to ask me, I say, listen, if you make a mistake, don't stop. Just keep going. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to make it twice, you know, and just keep right. going. Well, find out where you're at. Yeah. Well, no one know, remembers mistakes unless you stop and let everybody know you made one. That's you know, right. That's right. right. That's the right. audience doesn't remember it. The audience is looking for a good time. Yep. Right. If you make a mistake, they ain't going to even know it unless you let them know you know it. That's right. Yeah, there, there might be yeah. two people that might notice the mistake, but then yeah. if you stop, 200 people will notice the mistake. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, every every guitar Everybody player knows. out there, you know, every drummer knows your mistakes, right? <laughs> yeah, every right. drummer gonna know. The, the, the band gonna know it. <laughs> they gonna look at you real funny, you know. They gonna right. look at you real funny. It's a lot of times uh, those guys. They, I hear them in the background. I make them say, "They go, hey, oh, <laughs> oh." <laughs> you know, but you know what? I never stop though. I just keep going. Yeah, yeah. you That's know. <laughs> yeah, well, like Luther sometimes, said, leave your ego at leave your ego at the door and come to play. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a mistake can be a good thing. That's right. That's true too. That's yeah. true too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look at Muddy Waters and them guys. They made mistakes, but they 
they they twisted it up and made it look good. You know? That's right. <laughs> or if they did it twice, then it, then they meant to do it. <laughs> yeah, if they do right. it twice, they meant to. Sometimes it sounded real good. You know, if you know they make mistakes, then nah, I know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> you got another one for Ed, Dave? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always, uh, you know, you've been with alligators so long, and uh, finally at this time, in, in which is a strange time, obviously, with COVID, but also in the record business, you know, alligators actually built a roster around you and a couple other artists that is probably the best roster of the blues business right now. I mean, with the young guys and the stuff like that. But how how is uh, how what do you think of uh, your relationship with Bruce and how everything's gone? And oh, man, what can you say about Bruce Al? It's like a dad to me, a young dad. A young dad, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a dad to me. I mean, me and Bruce, Bruce stuck with me through all my hard times. And and you know I had some hard times out there, Dave. Yes, I do. We all uh, did, buddy. We yeah. all did. So uh, Bruce was there for me. He never let me down. He never uh, rated me at, or nothing like that. Uh, he stood behind me, actually, most of the, uh, all, all through those years, those few years that I was having problems. Uh, right. Uh, He's one of the best guys in the record business that I know. I wouldn't trade him for a million guys out there. I think Bruce is one of the guys that will stick with his artists. Well, I know this for a fact. He will stick with his artists. He will take he'll he will make sure they're treated right. He'll take care of them to the best of his ability. That's how what I really feel about Bruce. Yeah. Hey, he, he's just he's just like family. Talk, talk a little bit, Ed, because I, I know that you were, you know, I mean, you, you've been with Bruce for a long time. So talk a little bit about how, how you and Bruce met, because he he used to go out and scout. I interviewed him last year at the Blues Fest and when his book came out and all that. But, you know, he was like one of the one guys, him and Bob Kester and a couple other guys, they'd be out scouting and checking things out, especially Bruce. Yeah, you know, when I first, I had, I had no idea who Bruce was. Mm-hmm. I didn't even care about a Bruce Ziglauer at the time. To tell you the truth about it, Dave Well, my old rhythm player, and Dave, you know Dave Well. I know Dave very well. Yeah, yeah. Mix, mixed well, a couple of his albums well. with yeah. He, well, sorry. we was playing at uh, Blues on Halsey, and I know you guys know where that's yep. at. Yep. <laughs> so we were playing at Blues on Halsey, and we was rocking the place, and Dave kept. You know, poking me inside. I said, man, I said, man, what are you? What? Well, you know what I said. I can't say it on the radio. <laughs> <But> I, <God. laughs> I said, man, what do you want? You know, and he said, there he is. There he is. I said, there is who? Who are you talking about? He said, that's Bruce. That's Bruce Eklauer. He's, he's, he's a record producer. I said, okay, so what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and this little guy was had a little beard and glasses on, looking around. And so we come down for a break, and he walked up to me. He said, "Hi, I'm Bruce Iglauer." I said, "Okay, yeah, how you doing, Mr. Iglauer?" And he says, "He says, yes, uh, I've been listening to your music, and uh, how, how do you?" Know all these old blues songs, you know. <laughs> so 
well, I started explaining what I learned from my uncle and stuff. He said, yeah, well, you know, I want to, I want to, I'm doing a debut album. That's what I, I had no idea what that was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a lot of musicians because I, me and my brother Pookie, we was planning on trying to cut a 45. Back then they had these boots you could go into and they had these right. little record makers. You know about them day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah man. And you could score in this boot. And all you had to do is bring the music and you could play the music and sing and make a record. <laughs> wow. And it was it was a yep. hundred dollars to do it. It was a hundred dollars to do it. And you, then you can have somebody make copies of it. <laughs> and that's what that's me and Books right. were trying to do. But we weren't making but $25 a man mm-hmm. at the time. So when Bruce told me about this album, I said, hey, man, that's... He said, well, I, you just didn't do two songs, but that was enough for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't think you just wanted to do one song. I just wanted to get on a record. Well, they call it get on wax back then. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So I said, okay, no problems. You know. Next thing I know, we was going and we went to the studio. I come straight from the car wash into the studio. I had never <laughs> been to the studio in my life. I had never I didn't even know what a studio looked like. So Bruce took me around and showed me all these little baffles and stuff. Yeah, stuff. So we sat up and we started playing. And of course, we we had to make a beer run before we start playing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we start playing, and we we having a good time, and people is in the in the in the back back there hollering and having a good time. So I I started to playing just like I would play at a club, you know. Mm-hmm. I start walking the floors and doing back bends. <laughs> Yeah, after a few beers and everybody hollering, I was feeling pretty good, you know. <laughs> and and Bruce came out, and I just I wouldn't stop playing. I just kept doing one right after the other one, you mm-hmm. know. And Bruce came out and he said, "Hey, hey, hold it, hold it." He says, "I tell you, he said, you know what? We've done, we've cut thirty songs in three hours." Damn. Oh man! Damn. <laughs> Yeah, he said, "You know what? Let's do an album." <laughs> and I said, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> uh, how many times did you do thirty songs in three hours these days? Yeah, no way, no way. <laughs> so that is that. So that's how that first recording on Del on, on Alligator came out. Yeah, but <laughs> we did thirty songs in three hours. We just we just kept playing so because I kept jumping into one song after another because. I was excited. Mm-hmm. And, That's you, great, and I get ex- I was still in the music, and, and and we still do it the same way right now today. We we try to do less time as we can. Mm. You know, more like every more once in a while, Bruce might tell us to do it another song, do it over, or, or something didn't go right. Then we go back and recorrect it. But we pretty much do it the same way right now today. I I just don't have. I don't. I, I like to do it and do it and yeah. get it done. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know, well, and that's how you that's how you keep that energy, right? I mean, because if you have to go back six times to do the same tune, you're not going to have the same energy as if you hit it. The that's first right. Time. You, I mean, when we did chicken gravy and biscuits, we was done with that thing so fast, it made our ears swell. You know. <laughs> yeah, that did great for you, Beth. You know, last uh, about a year and a half. When did your last album come out? Uh, 2016. Yeah. Okay. Really. Okay. Well, whatever it was, I was shopping over on the, at the Devon Market, which happens to be across the street from uh, uh, Alligator Records. They they have a warehouse there and a, a building. And I'm I'm coming out of Devon Market. I'm, I'm walking across the street to get on the bus, and uh, sure enough, I hear Little Ed's music blasting out of the warehouse. So I kind of peek in, and there's my buddy, all all my boys, uh, and they're knocking it out, and. Uh, you know the music is just so infectious, man. Your music just really makes makes it you know, everybody smile, man. I gotta say, and and it was so great just standing on Devon waiting for the bus, listening to your life. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Bus. I used to take the bus from the west side all the way to the barn just to go over there and pick my check up. <laughs> there you are. You get off on one side of the street and get back on on the other side? Is that That's right. <laughs> that was a long ride, but it was worth it, baby. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, uh, Dave, you got anything else? Because uh, we're, we're cranking here, but we're already about 45 minutes in. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, you know, really, uh, you know, I could talk to Ed for like two days straight, but I mean, <laughs> for the show, yeah, no, not really. No, I think we've had a good time. What do you think, Ed? Got anything to say? You want to? I'm getting ready. To eat All right. Dinner. And I uh, got to make dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I really appreciate you guys for doing this. Uh, at this time, you know, right now with this ep- epidemic and stuff going on, it's hard on all the musicians, not just one. It's hard on all mm. of us. And, and yes, and, it is. Uh, uh, if you know, our fans is our life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because they 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 the ones always they the one kept us going when we was having the good times and they still trying to keep us going. Now it's a lot of, I do a lot of streaming and I get uh, donations. Uh, my fans, That's I, great. I, I love all my fans and I, and, and I know they love me because they, they helping me still, you know, mm-hmm. uh, try to make my, try to make the ends meet. And that's a good thing. Well, that's one of those things, you know, that's why that's why I started the show and that's why Dave and I started doing this Friday blues hit, the blues and beyond is because, you know, there's all the fans that are used to going out and enjoying music and enjoying, you know, culture and and experiencing it and all the artists. And, you know, we always talk about this on the show. This is like the worst industry to be in for this, because it's like the venues were the first to close and, you know, they're going to be the. The last to, the last open, to open, unfortunately, right. just because and that's of the whole really thing. bad right now. Because you know they 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 cutting funds and everything, but still, you know, if they, if they talk about going back to phase two and all this, if they do that, you know, where is that going to leave me? You right, know, I won't be working at all. No, you know, no. and, yeah. and, and it'll, it'll destroy yeah. all the clubs too. I mean, you know, it's it's right, right. It's horrible. It's, I, I'm thinking that I'm, uh, I'm going to have to start filing applications because I can't. I can't do anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I hear you. It's, it's, it's hear really, you. it's really unbelievable. But hey, you've got a gig tomorrow, and I know you're going to have a blast out there. And and I'm, we'll steer everybody over to Little Ed's Facebook page because I know I've seen you doing some live streaming stuff. So you've been doing that <laughs> yeah. every once in a while, right? You don't have a regular oh, schedule. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So whenever you feel He's like also it. got a. <laughs> Ed's got a residency playing solo outdoors uh on the patio up at a in august he's doing four days oh nice right. and uh, yeah yeah and that's gonna be a lot of fun and uh i played up there with my wife last weekend and it's just so nice it was the first time i played in front of an audience since march 15th and uh, it wasn't a big audience you know maybe 30 people or something but everyone was distanced everyone was wearing masks unless they were drinking or eating and it just to have the the interchange between the audience and us, it, yeah. was, it was such a relief, man. And yeah, so yeah. if any any people want to hear a little bit of live Ed, <laughs> live Ed, uh, uh, go up to Hey Nani in August. Check their website, and uh, they should have uh, the dates and stuff like that. But it, I believe it's mostly on Saturday nights. So, oh, yeah. that's perfect. Well, that's good, man. Hey, you know what? Fridays. That, that's yeah. what? That's what all of us, you know, musicians and creators and stuff, we, we – something good always comes out on the other side of a horrible, horrible situation. And you see, I mean, how everybody's sort of trying to, trying to weave our way through this and make something good out of a horrible situation. So, you know, I'm glad, oh, yes. I'm glad this kind of stuff is popping up and, and happening. And, you know, that's all we can do is hope this yeah. thing ends sooner, sooner rather than later yeah, well, we'll have to see you live again. I have faith. Yeah. Uh, God's going to pull us through. Yeah. You know, that's the main thing. You got to have faith these days. You can't, you know, we ain't doing this by ourselves. No. You know, we got to have, right. we got some help. You that, know, that's right. And, yeah. I, yeah. and I know God's going to pull us through it. And that's, that's what I'm living on. That's it. Well, hey, I, we agree. <laughs> we agree, man. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ed, thanks so much for jumping on today. Good luck with the gig tomorrow. Have a great time. And, uh, All right, thank you so much. You too, Dave. Hey, brother. It's good to talk to you. It's been a while. It's really enjoyable. So. Okay. It was awesome. All right. Hey, thanks, Ed. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Take care. All okay. Right. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right. That was a good, great, great time. I knew it was going to be fun. We had a little technical difficulties at the beginning, but you know what? We worked through it. We got it happening, Dave, and we we made it happen for us. Yep. And uh, another great interview, I would say, if you don't mind me saying so for ourselves. Not at all. <laughs> 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 they just every interview we do, it's like it's great. It's so much fun. Well, now you've, you know, just, jinx, got now you've just jinxed us. Now we're gonna. <laughs> oh no, gonna... no, no! It's not a jinx at all. In fact, next week we have Jimmy Burns. Oh, Jimmy Burns! Oh, hours. legend, man! Oh, man! Yeah, how? Yeah, right. So I mean, it's just getting better and better. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, every one of them has been great. It has. Yeah. Well, so I appreciate you always setting this up. I'm glad that we're doing this on Fridays. I think. All of the blues fans and music fans need to need to have uh, these blues hits once a week at least to to hear from different yeah. musicians and the stories they're telling and everything. I guarantee you, a lot of the people that are listening never have heard these stories before. So I'm happy we're able to well, do that here. That one story about his first gig, I have never heard that. Oh, really? That is such a wild story. Oh, no, I never. I've known this guy for three, four decades. <laughs> I've never heard that. And. Uh, He's been, you know, Ed and I have really been around each other quite a bit, and uh, we're good friends. And uh, I never heard that one. That, that's a real winner. I mean, that's a great story. That was a that you was know? a killer story, man. That was a killer story. And you know what? It 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 fits in perfectly because you know he went down, all of the energy hit the floor, 
popped back up, split his pants, got back on the stage. <laughs> and just, like, kept going. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. All right, Mike. All right, Another man. good one. Another good one. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll be back with Jimmy you Burns too. next Friday. Thanks, Dave. Okay, talk to you later. All right, bye bye. now. All right. Another successful Chicago Blues and beyond, and thanks to Dave Katzman, as always, for – for being on there and uh, setting this whole thing up. It's always great to have them. We had a little bit of a Skype thing at the beginning. We are going to do Skype, but then, of course, technology always gets in the way of a good idea, and we were able to just do the old-fashioned way, call on a cell phone. Like, that's the old-fashioned way now is calling on a cell phone. Whatever. All right. Hey, we made it happen. So thanks so much for watching. Episode 80. Now, I would be remiss because it is 7.07, and I think the Cubs are playing right about now. I think they're playing at 7.05. Opening day is tonight for the both Chicago teams. It's 7.07. I need to go because the Chicago White Sox start their season at 7.10. Go Sox go, as I always say. Thank you for watching Chicago Music Reveal. We will be back here at 6 p.m. Monday, Central Standard Time, with episode 81. That will be announced over the weekend. Thanks, everyone, for watching, everyone for sharing, DMing, leaving us comments, liking us. Go Sox, go Sox, go Sox. I will see you back here next week on the next broadcast. <laughs>